A very happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there today. I know that um, my mom, she is my hero. She is my friend. And I wish I could be with you today, mom, but happy Mother's Day. I love you. Single moms, you are the real rock stars. And I just want to give you a huge happy Mother's Day. Uh, I just want you to always know that it, I always say it takes a village to raise kids. And we as your church are your village and we want to help you whenever you may need. So happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. All right, guys, I'm going to give you probably the biggest tip that you will hear all day. So you need to be paying attention right now. Uh, it's the best Mother's Day you could possibly give your wife. And that is 30 minutes of complete silence. You need to give them 30 minute break, clean up all day long. That's all you gotta do. And you will make your Mother's Day. I mean, you probably need to throw a gift in there or two, but that is one big tip that you're gonna wanna take with you today. I can promise you that. All right, I am so excited to share with you today um, it's a little different because I'm speaking to a camera. I'm not speaking to people, but I, I still know that what God has placed in my heart is for you guys today. And I'm just gonna ask you to give me some grace. There's gonna be much grace required for me today. So you can even write in the comments, like I'm giving you grace, Amber, because I, I'm probably gonna need it. But I'm so glad that you guys are here with us and joining us today. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but how many of of us are hard on ourselves. If you're not raising your hand, you can even raise a little hand emoji in the comments. And if you're not raising a hand, you're probably not telling us the truth. We all are hard on ourselves. We are our biggest critics. It's easiest to be hard on us. And maybe you've had thoughts like moms like this, like, oh man, I'm going to screw these kids up of mine so bad, or I'm too, uh, I'm too fat, or I'm too skinny, or I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mom. I fail at this. I'm not everything I thought I would be at this point in time in my life. Whatever it may be, we all have those thoughts. And men, I know that you probably have those too. Those thoughts of uh, you not being good enough, having to be the man of the household and feeling like you're failing at that. Uh, maybe you have secrets that you haven't told anyone about, or maybe the same things that have been struggles throughout your life are continuing to be those struggles and you've just never really dealt with it. See, you guys, we all have stuff. We all have things that we struggle with. We all are hard on ourselves. And I think that um, God wants to heal those areas of our life. He wants us to give him those regrets, those secrets, those things that we hide from other people. He wants to heal them. He wants to bring restoration to them. And so many times we think that hiding them is gonna be the quick and easy thing. When in all reality, it's probably the worst thing that we could do. Um, a couple of years ago, I think it was about a year ago, one day I was brushing Diella's hair and um, 
I was doing it like I do every morning and I noticed that the front of her hair was shorter than the rest of her hair. Like she suddenly had bangs that I didn't cut nor did I bring her to someone to have them cut. And I immediately, moms, if you are out there, you know this feeling. I'm like thinking, oh my goodness, what did she just do to her hair? But I'm trying to be calm thinking she'll tell me exactly what happened. So I asked her, Diella, did you cut your hair? And she wouldn't say yes, and she wouldn't say no. She would give me this blank stare. And I'd ask her again, like, Diella, did you cut your hair? Like, again, she wouldn't say yes, and she wouldn't say no. Well, as the week went on, we were out of town, and I would catch her trying to do her own hair, to hide it with a barrette, because she had like two little short pieces right about there, or she would wear a headband, or I'd find her in the bathroom with hairspray trying to like plaster it down so I couldn't see it. She would do everything to hide that hair. And one day we got home, it was like a week later, and I was in the kids' bathroom and I went to their garbage to empty it. And what do you know? There is chunks of hair on the floor, sort of in the garbage can, not really hair. And I know exactly whose hair that is. It was Diella's hair, in case you didn't figure that out. And I went back to Diella and I, I asked her again and she kind of gave me that like blank stare, cry look like, I'm so sorry, mom. But you guys, she was so ashamed by that haircut that she gave herself. She was so embarrassed. Uh, she thought it looked ugly and she did it herself. And I never said that, but she was so ashamed and she tried to hide it from everybody. And I think so many times we try to do the same thing with God. We try to hide the stuff that we think is so ugly, the stuff that we want nobody else to see. We try to hide it and think like, if I don't deal with it, I'm gonna, it's just gonna be better if I just don't deal with it. We isolate ourselves. We put so much blame on ourselves. And here's the deal, you guys. Satan desires nothing more than for us to isolate ourselves. He desires nothing more for us to tear ourselves apart. But we all have a story and every single story is so beautiful. All we need to do is stop hiding and stop pretending because God wants to restore. He wants to redeem. And on the other side of that, uh, I'm not going to try to go, you know, crazy on you at this one, but this one kind of makes my blood boil is we got to stop judging others. We got to stop looking at people and thinking, oh, they don't got it all together. What are they doing? Why are they living their life like that? We have got to stop judging people and we just need to love them right where they are. Because here's the reality, you guys, we all have stuff. We all have stuff and we need to be there for one another. We need to be encouraging one another and God wants to use you. He wants to use your stuff to bring people to him. See, we can try and hide from God all we want, but it's going to be a little bit like it was with Diella. I knew she cut her hair. She could hide all she wants, but I knew and that's how we are with God. Like, I'm going to hide and I'm going to keep that from him and he's never going to find out when the reality is God knows all and he sees all and he loves you just the same. 
I love Diella no matter what her hair looks like. I love her just the same. And I think that we need to remember that um, pretending is never, ever, ever going to make us better. It's only going to destroy us. It's only going to bring anxiety. It's only going to bring depression. Pretending is never, ever going to set us free. It may seem like the quick way out, but it's not. We need to experience the true love that God has for us. The love that, that he has given to us that says, man, I'm gonna love you no matter where you've been or where you go, I'm gonna love you just the same. I think uh, we have probably all heard the story about Adam and Eve. And I'm sure um, in the beginning, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and there was nothing to hide and no shame existed. And doesn't like a part of you wish it just like stopped right there? Like, oh, that was so beautiful. Like in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything, he hung the stars and he separated the waters and he created so many beautiful things that our eyes can like hardly fathom it. And he, like in Genesis 1:31, it says, and God saw it all and he said, behold, it was very good. Like the end, wouldn't that be so awesome? It was like the end, it's done. He saw everything that he had made and it was good. But we all know that that's not where the story ends. That's not where the story ends. You know, in Genesis 2.25, it's the story where, um, where God says that Adam and Eve, they felt no shame. And we know in chapters to come that shame entered this world. And what I find so amazing about this story, and I want you guys to picture this for a second. Like God created man and woman from dust, from dust, dirt, mud, grime. He created us from dust and it was beautiful. And I think that that is something that we really need to take hold of because I believe like that's a metaphor for our lives. God turns dust, grime, dirt, and makes it beautiful. And you might be saying like, Amber, I don't think you know my story. I don't know how that's possible. There are things that are way back in my dark closet of secrets that are real bad. God works with the real bad to make it beautiful. I don't know about you, but there was a time in my life where I felt that shame, where I felt that God could never ever redeem me because of the secrets and lies that I hid. I truly thought that I, I was just garbage. There is no way that God could restore and use me after everything that I've done. And that is not farther from the truth. That, those are the lies, those are the lies. If you hear those things in your head, those are the lies that Satan is trying to throw at you. Those are the lies that he's wanting you to believe. So you won't be used for God's glory. God's specialty is changing the yuck into something beautiful. So it seems like it's easier to hide, just like Diella, just like Adam and Eve. They tried to hide from God, but the reality is it's actually harder to hide. I don't know about you guys, but I like hate sweeping the floor. Like, 
I hate it. So Greg, today you can sweep the floor all day long. It's Mother's Day. I'm going to pull that card all day. Um, but I just hate it because you want to know why I'm kind of anal and I like a very tidy house. And when you sweep the floor and you get all the dust in a pile and you try to get it up, guess what? You can never get up all the dust. There's always some dust that is left over and it drives me crazy. And sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, whatever, I just did the stinking best thing that I could do. Some of the dust is going to stay on the floor. And I think that sometimes we say that about our own lives. There is so many shattered pieces of our life that it seems pointless to even try to sweep it up. It seems pointless to even try to fix it. It feels pointless to even try to go back to those things because what good does it do? Maybe it's just like, feels like it's just too much. There's just too much stuff to repair. Like, where do I even begin? But God just wants us to bring it to him. That's all he asks is for us to bring it to him and to deal with it. And that is what it's going to bring healing. God sees the dust as something that he's going to shape into a masterpiece. That to me is so mind blowing that God's specialty is making masterpieces out of nothing. That gives me hope. That should give you some hope as well. Isaiah 64, 8 says, Yet, Lord, you are our God. We are the clay and you are our potter. We all are the work of your hands. So stop hiding. Stop trying to hide the hurts and bring them to him. Bring your addictions, your pain, whatever it is that you're carrying, Bring it to him. He wants to shape you into the woman, into the man that he's created you to be. He wants to use that stuff that you're trying to hide to bring him glory and honor and praise. So I have a question for you today. It's maybe kind of a hard one, but do you have mud and dust in your life? And I think that it's all like, well, yeah, of course I do. But like, do you really have that icky dust stuff that you've tried to hide in the corners? God desires you to give that all over to him. Dust, you guys, and I want you to catch this because this is such a powerful statement. Dust is often what must be present for newness to begin. And so you might think like, Amber, why are you giving this story, like this message on Mother's Day? Because you guys, dust is made beautiful. And if we don't deal, ladies, with the things in our life that hold us down, we will never be able to be used for our full potential, for the fullness of God's glory. Uh, there are things in my life, like I mentioned before, that I'm not proud of. And if you've heard my story, you would know that I'm pretty transparent about it. And it's not because there's not shame with that story or there wasn't shame with my story. It's not because I'm proud of what I've done or what I've walked through. It's because God has redeemed and he has restored me. And I am a woman of God that is going to be used by him no matter 
the things that I've done in my past. My testimony is what is going to bring others to Christ. And that is something that I have always said whenever I share my story is like, God, if this brings you honor, I will share it time and time and time again. Because guess what? The chances that the things that I've walked through are similar things that you have walked through or that someone has, has walked through. And that goes the same for your life. You might think like, oh, Amber, this eating disorder that I'm trying to hide, I mean, I'm 30, 40 years old. Nobody 30 or 40 years old struggles with those things. I can't talk about that. That's not true. That's not true. God wants to use you for his glory. He wants to use you for his purpose. Adam and Eve let shame in the door. Hear this, you guys. They let shame in the door, but Jesus bore it on the cross. That shame is gone. And some of you have lived with shame for years and years and years and years and years. And there might be things in life that trigger that shame and you thought it was gone, but it's not. I'm here to tell you today, like that shame has been wiped clean. That slate has been wiped clean. You are white as snow. The minute you give it to God, it's gone. And so I wanna encourage you today, let's learn to live like free people. Freedom though, you guys, it takes work. It takes effort, it takes grit. It takes humbling ourselves but the reward is so much greater. It's like working out. I love to work out. There are days I hate to work out, <laughs> but I love to work out for the most part. But man, that work and effort I put into working out, I get to see results in the future and that makes it worth it. And that's same with our lives. The more we get it cleaned out and let God transform and restore, the more, the stronger we're gonna feel, the more we're gonna feel ready to be used by God, the more we're gonna feel ready to walk into that calling that he has for us. Let's live like free people and remember that he makes beautiful things out of dust. Just like Diella thought she had to hide her mistakes from cutting her hair, uh, in all reality, all she needed to do was tell me the truth of what happened. Because guess what we did? We took her to our hair, my friend who's a hairstylist, she cut her hair, it was good as new, it was a cute new hairstyle, and it was just fine. And as women, I think we try to do that same thing. Like, I'm just gonna hide in that shame and try to cover it up. I'm gonna put masks on so nobody else sees. Because as women, we feel like we need to, we need to keep it all together. We need to always be walking with strength and dignity, and we need to make sure that we never let anybody else see that we're actually hurting. And I think that something that is our gift, but can sometimes be our weakness, is that we wanna help everybody else. We wanna pick up all the other messes before we look at our own lives. And guess what happens? We get thrown to the wayside. We don't deal with the things that are eating us apart. And guess what? Moms, that's not doing your kids any good. Wives, that's not doing your husbands any good. Husbands, men, that's not doing any of the people in your life any good. Get those things in our life cleaned up. Let God bring restoration. Let him restore you. 
In this time of isolation, um, Greg has said this a few weeks ago, of asking ourselves during this time, like, God, what do you want to do through me? What do you want to do through me? And I think that's a great question to ask. But on the flip side of that, I think that um, during this time of isolation, some things have maybe been brought up in your life. Things, areas in your life where you're struggling. Areas in your life that, man, maybe you were like, whoa, I didn't even know that was a thing for me. I would have to say there have been times of anxiousness for me. And honestly, that's not something I've seen throughout my whole life. Like, where did that come from? There's a root to that somewhere. And so allowing us to show, to dig up those roots, to put those down at the foot of the cross and ask God to heal and restore us, during this time, there couldn't be a better time. We don't have a lot of other things to do, right? We need to bring those things to the foot of Jesus. He wants to bring the restoration to your life. He doesn't want you to hide. He doesn't want you to be all alone. And if you believe that, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. Those are lies. God wants you to know that you have you are not alone, that you are the daughter of a king, that you are the son of a king, and he desires nothing more for us to, to be restored and used by him. And um, you might say like, oh, Amber, I've heard messages like this before. Like, I, I don't really have stuff in my life. I'm not really hiding. Your secrets might not always be these big old secrets. Your addictions might not even be addictions in your mind. But here's the thing, if there are things in your life that are hindering your walk with the Lord, they need to go. They need to go. And I've got them too. You know me, I'm not gonna stand up here and pretend that I got it all together, cause I don't. I got a lot to learn. I got a lot of things, a lot of dust that needs to be put back together. But here's the thing, I am always, always going to make sure, do everything I can to not hide the stuff that I struggle with. Not hide the dust, not hide the yuck, because why? You guys, what happens when we hide things in dark, damp places? Yucky things grow. And I don't know about you, but I don't want those things in my life. I want to be used for everything that God has called me to be. So I'm gonna ask you this question, and I asked it a little bit ago, but what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Maybe you're hiding cookies. I don't know, but what is it that you're hiding? And maybe it's something bigger than cookies. Like maybe you're hiding an addiction. Maybe you're hiding unforgiveness or bitterness, stuff that you've just like, I don't even wanna deal with it. I don't wanna deal with it. I wanna encourage you to stop hiding. And I wanna give you um, some, some takes on what I think could help you get to a place of freedom. I'm not a counselor. I don't pretend to have all of these right things to say to you, but these are things that have helped me and I, I think that they would help you as well. First of all, I wanna encourage you to talk to somebody. Maybe it's a mentor, a friend, a pastor, a husband, a, a wife, a mom or a dad, whatever it is that you're going through, you cannot go through it alone. You cannot go through it alone. As small as you might think it is, or as silly as you might think it is, you cannot go through it alone. 
You need somebody to talk to. You need somebody that can hold you accountable, that can speak truth into your life, that can even maybe direct you to another place that you need to go to find that restoration, to find that healing. Um, maybe you need to talk to a counselor. I just want to say this right now. I don't, if, I feel like the word counselor, so many times people look at that as just a sign of weakness. Like, I can't see a counselor. Oh, that's like, I'm so weak. Oh man, seeing a counselor is a sign of strength because it takes strength to go talk to somebody about the things that you're struggling with. And so I want to encourage you Maybe you've been on the fence about it for a while. Like, should I see someone? Shouldn't I see someone? Go see somebody. Talk to them. That is going to lead you to the path of forgiveness, lead you to the path of redemption. You are going to feel so much lighter and freer if you begin to do some of these things. Something that we don't like to talk about, I feel like especially in the church, is um, addiction. And addiction and isolation a lot of times come hand in hand. And I just want to encourage you, if you struggle with something, and an addiction can look like so many different things, but when I say that word, you know exactly what it is. If you are struggling with something and you know that you need to get help, then you need to go get help. Again, Getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It's a sign of like, man, I can do this. You will only get stronger. But I want to encourage you, stop hiding that addiction. Stop hiding that pain. And I, women, I know you struggle with things. I know there are addictions in your life. And you need to get those forgiven and clean and dealt with. And maybe you've tried everything you could possibly do and nothing seems to work. Then you need to try something else because God desires to see you free from that addiction. He desires to see you restored. Men, same goes for you. An addiction will take you down if you, and it, and it doesn't just destroy you, it destroys families. It destroys generations that go after you. So get those things dealt with now. Find a way, and maybe it's doing some of the above, seeing a counselor, talking to someone, do whatever it takes to get healthy. Maybe you need to forgive yourself or someone else. And honestly, that's one of the hardest things to do, to forgive yourself or to give, forgive somebody that you love and you care about. But unforgiveness and bitterness only leads to very toxic things. And some of you watching today, there is unforgiveness that's years and years and years. Maybe it happened 40 years ago and you have never ever dealt with it. Maybe you actually have zero relationship with your mom or you can't stand her or you are hurt by, you've been so hurt by her that all you have is resentment towards her. That is not from God. And he desires to restore that. He desires to be, bring healing into that. And that might not mean that like, 
oh, like everything is, you're going to be healed from it and it's going to be wonderful. No, you know what that means? You're going to get to live like a free woman. And that is going to bring you the much, most joy and peace than you could ever imagine. And sometimes I think it's hard just to like walk up to somebody and say, I need to forgive you. And maybe that's exactly what you need to do. But sometimes I think it's good to just even sit down and write out all the things that you need to forgive or all the things that you need to forgive about yourself or all the things you need to forgive from a spouse or from a parent. Write those out and maybe you don't even send that letter to them because guess what? That letter isn't just, that letter's not for them. That's for you. That's for you to find freedom, for you to find joy, for you to find a redemption. And so I want you guys, on you ladies and you men, to take some time for yourself this week. I know that's kind of hard to do right now because we're all together in a house, (laughs) but maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to go uh, sit on your deck by yourself. I don't know what you need to do. Maybe you need to drive to Starbucks and go in the car. I've done that a few times. I don't know what you need to do, but I want to encourage you to take time for yourself. Maybe you need to just sit with God and say, God, where do I even begin? Where are the areas in my life that I've just never gone there? I've never asked for healing. I've never asked for forgiveness. I've never wanted to bring it to light. Maybe you need to pick up your phone when this message is done and you need to tell a friend about the things that you're struggling with. Maybe you need to tell a pastor. Maybe you need to tell a mentor. I don't know what it is, but I want to encourage you this next week, take time for yourself. This is the best self-care you could possibly give yourself, is being made whole, is being restored. Jesus closed the door on shame and he opened the door to repentance and freedom. What an amazing thing, what an amazing gift. And ladies, we are in this together. We embrace our struggles together. The desire for Greg and I at Zoe Church is that we will be able to come into this place and be real with one another, that we will be able to embrace one another's struggle, that we will love people right where they are. We will not be judging them. We will not be throwing stones at them, that we will be loving them, that we will be opening them, welcoming them with open arms. And ladies, I think that why this is so, I am something that I'm so passionate about is because I know that we are a force to be reckoned with, that God wants to use us, women, to do very, very big things. But we gotta be ready to be used. I just, my hope and my prayer for you this next week um, is that God just brings healing and restoration to areas of your life that have been so painful for so long. I, my hope and my prayer is that you are able to be that mom that God has designed you to be, that you're able to be that friend that God's designed you to be, that wife, whatever it is that God wants to use you. You all have platforms that are so different than mine. All of our platforms are different. And like, how cool is that? That God is gonna use all of our little stories for his glory to impact his kingdom.
So um, I'm going to close in a prayer that I want to pray over you. I can't hug you all today. I can't, um, you know, wish I could like see your faces. But I want to pray something over you as we go before we go forward. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the women that are watching this today. God, I pray just a blessing over their lives. God, I pray for any shame, any guilt to be gone in Jesus' name. God, that they will know that they are a daughter of a king. God, that you are gonna use them for far bigger things than they could ever imagine. And God, I know that there are men out there that that carry that same shame, that carry the same guilt. And God, I pray that you will meet them right where they are. I pray that they will be able to speak to somebody about the pain or about the anxiety or whatever it is that they're carrying, God, that they will not go at it alone. Lord, I just pray um, that we will always remember that we are, are one, we are a family. God, and we will walk through and support one another in whatever things may come our way. In your name I pray, amen.